0: to see you on tonight Amen 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 I want you to grab your Bibles we're going to the book of Hebrews We're going to read three verses in your hearing on tonight three verses in your hearing Hebrews 4 one through three New King James translation on tonight Amen It reads, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Third verse says, for we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. That's scripture there's that power packed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for blessing us all day long, bringing us through seen and unseen danger. Father, we thank you tonight, though we may be weak and tired in our body. We thank you, Lord, that our mind, that our spirit knows what we need. And you gathered us here in this place. And Father, I pray that your will will be done on tonight, that we would receive that that we need, that would help strengthen our inward man. God, we glorify you tonight. And I pray that David may decrease, that you may increase. Because though I've studied, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will take full charge. For you know what your people need. You know what we need to help strengthen and help empower us in such a time like this. So we honor you tonight. Your presence, in Jesus' name, amen Amen. and amen. You may be seated in the Lord's house this morning, amen. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been dealing with faith, uh, so I want to kind of stay in that vein on tonight. I don't know if this will be the last one, or we'll just do one more uh, before we enter into uh, the month of November. Uh, But tonight, I want to talk to you from the subject, Faith That Profits. Faith that profits. I don't think that there's any of us that do not want to profit. I think as we go through life and as we deal with various things, uh, you know, our resources, our time, our energy, all of us want to make sure that we utilize it correctly and that we profit from those things that we do. Our text this evening kind of it starts off by saying, therefore, uh, and this word, therefore, understand it it connects us with the previous chapter. Uh, So we have to kind of back up and we have to see what the writers kind of trying to tell us. Uh, So if we look at verse 12 and verse 19 particularly. Uh, we will see that the reader is, or that the writer is giving his audience uh, a warning, a warning. Because what we've talked about is is faith, and it is critical that we understand how important faith is. For the Bible tells us that uh, by faith, the elders obtain a good report. It wasn't that they were good, but their faith, their faith positioned them in such a way that God uh, deemed them righteous. Uh, We see that with Abraham. Abraham's faith deemed him righteous. The Bible also tells us that uh, it is by um, faith that we're saved. It also tells us that the only way that we can please God is by the use of our faith. When he sees our faith in action, it does something to God. We're going to see that. Uh, But the writer here is giving us warning in 12 and 19. Uh, Actually, I'm going to read 12 and 13 first, and then I'll jump to 19. Uh, But the writer tells us, he says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. He says, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sins deceitfulness. And then in 19 he says, so we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. So the writer here is warning us against having a unbelieving heart. He's trying to help us understand that if we're going to uh, please God, if we're going to fulfill his will, if we're going to Lay hold to the promises and destiny and purpose that God has for us. Faith is critical. So we have to make sure that we're not operating uh, with an unbelieving heart. He lets us know that we're responsible today and every day to encourage one another. Because truth of the matter is, is that the enemy is after our faith. Uh, He's after our faith. We understand that it was Peter, uh, the Lord. Jesus said, uh, 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 Simon, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I pray that your faith fail not. Because he understood, uh, well, Peter and the rest of the disciples that were there, this was to them, Uh, He was letting them know that the enemy is after our faith. He sends uh, situations, he sends circumstances, he sends attacks against our life uh, to attack our faith. Because he understands that without faith it's impossible to please God. That some of the things that that God has destined and planned for our life, the only way that we're going to tap into it is by faith. Yeah, so he's telling us to encourage one another. Because there is a constant danger of the temptation of unbelief. Maybe you experienced something this week already that has caused you to doubt something that God has said or God has spoken over your life. Maybe you've gone through some challenges and those challenges have caused you to question God, to, to, to question whether you believe him or whether uh, he loves you or whether those things are going to come to pass in your life or not. He, he, the enemy sends those things, calls that question in our life. To cause us to have that doubt. But twice in this chapter, the writer exalts his readers to hold fast to their confession. He says, "Hold fast to it. Hold tight to it. To, to it. Put a, a grip on that thing. You know, uh, um, you know, like a baseball player that's gripping a bat. He's holding that thing tight. He, he he understands that he has to hold on to it in order to swing accurately. So, so the writer is trying to help us understand that we have to hold on to our faith because that's what the enemy is after. Yes. We got to hold on to it. In other words." In other words, don't let go of your faith. So we see that, that, that um, he, he's exalting us in Hebrews 3 and 6. He says, but Christ is faithful as the son over God's house, and we are his house if we indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. So he, he's telling us here that, that uh, we are God's house. And we are indeed his house if we hold on to confidence or hold on to faith. We are indeed the house of God, the the dwelling place of God, because God has to have a dwelling place that believes. He has to have a dwelling place that trusts him. Uh, 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 He's not going to, he doesn't want to abide where there is unbelief. Uh, He wants to abide because first we have to believe that he is. Uh, And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if there's any unbelief, understand that there's a question there. So God wants to abide. He wants us to be in his house. Matter of fact, the message translation says now, if we can only keep a firm grip on this bold confidence, we're the house. He says, that's why the Holy Spirit said, today, please listen. I'm, I'm, this, uh, this message translation is actually compiled of 6 through 11. Uh, it says, today, please listen. Don't turn a deaf ear as in the bitter uprising, that, uh, that time of wilderness testing, even though they, they watched me at work for 40 years. He says, your ancestors refused to let me do it my way. Over and over, they tried my patience, and I was provoked. Oh, so provoked. I said, they'll never keep their mind on God. They refuse to walk down my road. Exaggerated, he says, I vow they'll never get where they're going and never be able to sit down and rest, all because they had no faith. Uh, All because they were walking in unbelief, all because they doubted God, all because they wouldn't stay in his way and on his path. Uh, uh, He, he, he (laughs) uh, The the Hebrews uh, 3 and 14 says, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. We have an obligation to encourage one another, to provoke faith in one another. That when we hear about the thing, and that's why it's critical uh, uh, that we... Come together. That's why it's critical that we have relationships. That's why it's critical that we share with one another our testimonies and the things that we're going through. Because if you down, you need somebody that's going to encourage you and going to pick you up. Uh, if I'm down and struggling and going through situations, I need somebody that's going to speak some life, that's going to speak some faith, that's going to let me know trouble doesn't last always. That Weeping may endure for a moment, but joy is going to come in the morning. I, I need somebody that's going to speak some life into me. I don't need nobody that's going to hold me down and-, and-, and speak death. No, I need somebody that's going to speak life. So the writer was referring, matter of fact, back to Psalms 90, ninety-five, seven through eleven, uh, when it talks about Israel's, uh, the Israelites, how they provoke God. They, 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 they were in the wilderness and and they provoked God, uh, and and thereby were excluded from entering into a place of rest, the Promised Land. In other words, they were, uh, uh, they. They were refused to enter into the promises that he had, and we're going to see this, he had already etched out in time for them. Uh, He had already set up success for them. He had already set up a way out. He had already set up their deliverance. He had already set up their breakthrough. But because they refused to have faith, he he, he, he revoked that from them. Uh, in, in, In other words, they failed to profit from all that God had already prepared for them because of their lack of faith. Yeah, these people understand they had experienced the mighty hand of God. I mean, God had caused them to pass through the liquid walls of the Red Sea. And he had had caused them to be delivered out of Pharaoh's hand some 400 years uh, of bondage. uh, And now they were delivered. They had seen deliverance with their own eyes. They had seen their enemies destroyed with their own eyes, standing at the Red Sea with Pharaoh and those chariots on their back. They saw the walls of the Red Sea open up. I I don't know if anybody's in in here. You've seen God do some incredible things in your life. You've seen him do some impossible things in your life. You've seen him destroy uh, 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 the attacks of the enemy. You've seen him heal and deliver and bring you out of certain situations. And now is not the time to have unbelief. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, now is not the time to have unbelief. Uh, I, I, I mean, though God had did all these things, he was not pleased at all with them. Matter of fact, uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and 5 says, nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. He says their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. A matter of that, imagine that. I I mean, God was not pleased with them because they failed to use the faith that he had given to them. Instead, they allowed doubt and sin and unbelief to rule their lives, to rule their lives. Seeing God deliver, but doubting him. Uh, Seeing God bring them out of of slavery and, 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 and he didn't bring them out empty handed either. He blessed them on the way out which is kind of uh, God's validation and, 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 and God's, you know, kinda, you know he encourages us in the process of, of things we ask for and, and promises in our life. He encourages us. He'll, he'll break us off something here and he'll break us off something there just to give us some encouragement to let us know that I'm going to bring you through. It's a process, but I'm going to bring you through. And don't doubt me. But these individuals doubted God and this caused them. Have to wander in the wilderness much longer than God intended because of their lack of faith. Understand, 40 days, approximately 40 days, turned into 40 years. 40 years, 40 years. years. Yeah, many of them failed to lay hold to the promise. Matter of fact, the Bible lets us know that only two of the original. Entered into the promise. God waited to all of those that he had delivered out of Egypt except for Joshua and Caleb. And allowed them to die off. And what's amazing about this, and I'm maybe getting a little bit ahead of myself, that God had already set this up. They had access to it. Uh, it was available to them. But because they doubted him, they died in the wilderness. I mean, it's a terrible thing to be given something and never be able to enjoy it because of lack of faith. Imagine what God has promised you. Imagine the the, the things he's got stored up awaiting you. To get them, you got to have some faith. Uh, (laughs) I, I used to think that that lack of faith limited God. But really, it limits us. (laughs) It limits us. Uh, I mean, the Bible tells us that that Jesus went to Nazareth. He he went to his hometown. And you can imagine that. I I mean, uh, any any place you come out of, you want to go back to and bless. I mean, because you know the experience, you know the suffering, you know the pain. So you want to go back and be a blessing to that place. But can you imagine Jesus with all his power could not do miracles in Nazareth, his home, his hometown, because of a lack of faith. All they saw was Mary's baby. All they saw was Joseph's son. Yeah. All, 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 all they saw was the, was the carpenter's son. Uh, but he was much more than that. Uh, uh, and he was coming back to prove to them or he was coming back to show them and bring them up and bring them out, but their faith limited them. Yeah, it limited them. In our text, the writer exalts us to do something. He says, let us be careful. Yeah, be careful not to be like the Israelites who fail to in, enjoy what God had made available to them. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, see, we, 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 we have to be very careful when it comes to believing the promises God has made because uh, uh, what can happen is the very thing that God promises us can turn into something that works against us. Uh, well, I know somebody saying, well, uh, let's see. Uh... uh See, we serve an omniscient God. So he, he knows, he already knows all things. So he knows our end from our beginning. Uh, so he makes promises based upon that. Uh, I, I mean, he makes it, he has already established our promises. Uh, so lacking faith in the promise of God means that you have to deal with whatever <laughs> yeah, happens in light of the promise that God has made. Uh, for example, uh, the children of Israel had a promise of going into Canaan, a land flowing with milk and honey. They, they, they had that promise. But because of unbelief, they settled in the wilderness. Which means in the wilderness, they had to deal with everything that the wilderness brought. Which means that when we fail to tap into the promises of God, when we fail to use our faith, then we have to settle with everything that we sit in, in the midst of failing to use our faith. Because God has got a way out. He has made something available to us. The promise is there, but we're here, which means that we, gotta, we are suffering here. Sometimes we suffer needlessly, can I say, because of a lack of faith. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say something bold. It, it, it's not always the devil. I know we like to blame everything on the devil, but some stuff is just our lack of faith. Because if we really believe God and if we really trusted him, understand whatever obstacle is there, whatever uh, promise that he's made, we would be able to lay hold to it because of the faith that he has given us. Yeah, uh Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, could it be that you're dealing with uh, some stuff on your job because you don't have faith uh, to apply for the next job? Yeah, I, I, I mean, the job that he's already got ready for you wrapped up and ready for you to unwrap. But because you don't have the faith to stretch out uh, that you got to suffer on that job dealing with stuff that you not necessarily have to suffer if you would just believe and trust God. Yes, yes. Or the other way around, maybe you're dealing with some stuff on the job that you don't have faith that God will deliver right there on the job. Uh, And and it's causing you to have to deal with it needlessly. But God said, if you just have faith and if you just trust me in the midst of whatever you're going through, I'm going to eventually bring you out. I'm going to eventually deliver the situation. And it may not be always delivering you out. It may be somebody else he's going to kick out. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, Or you could be dealing with some health issue only because, yeah, you don't have the faith uh, to eat healthier and stay committed to that exercise regimen. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you you, know what it takes. Uh, yeah, but I just don't have the, uh, I got some hands in here. I just don't have the faith uh, that I'm going to make it through, Yeah, that, 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 that I'm going to be able to turn down that cake. I'm going to be able to turn down that pie. But understand, you got the faith to be able to do it. Uh, you just got to do it. Yeah, it could be that you're dealing with a relationship issue only because you don't have the faith that God will bring healing mm-hmm. to the relationship. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, because he, he is the healer. He is the bomb in Gilead. Uh, or maybe you're struggling with some issue only because you just don't have the faith to believe, yeah, that God can free you from it. Yeah, see, many times we expect God to, prom- to promise us something and bring us out of it. Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. Yeah, something worth noting is that every promise requires a response. Amen. Every promise requires a response from us. Yes, yeah, God gives us the promise, and he's yet waiting on us for the response. To it. Go ahead. Hmm. So sometimes we're waiting on God to do it all. Mm-hmm. But the promise is there, but there's no response. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and we're looking at God and we're blaming God but the truth of the matter is God is yet waiting on us. He's waiting on us to move, waiting on us to respond and the moment that we respond then we'll see, yeah, the promise being manifested before us. So your failure to send the, the, the resume is a sign that you maybe have lack of faith but it's also it's a sign that you're willing to settle where you are. And see, the problem with many Christians is that they're willing to settle where they are. When God has called called us much higher, he's given us faith, he's given us a measure of faith uh, a measure of faith that should be continually worked because we grow or we, we, we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Understand, he expects that faith to continue to grow and, and mature uh, in our lives in order to lay hold to every promise that he has planned for our life. There, there are levels of these things. There's levels of promise, levels of destiny that he has for us. And, and what it took five years ago, the faith that we have, understand, it's going to take a greater level of faith that we got to trust him and believe him, uh, somebody was asking me uh, uh, just last week about some things that, 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 that they were dealing with. And I, I was telling them, you know, uh, uh, it's God pushing our faith to another level. Yeah, no matter where you are, no matter how long you've been saved, understand God is always pushing our faith. He's always pushing us to greater. We can't say that we've arrived. No, no, I I mean, when when, when I'm 60, I'm still going to be pushing. I'm still going to be believing God for things. 80 years old, we we still have to have our faith being increased. It doesn't, it shouldn't decrease. It should increase. Mm. So every promise requires a response. Yeah. Requires a response. See, God promises are supposed to usher you into a place of rest. And this is what verse two tells us. It says, for indeed, the gospel was preached to us. The gospel, the gospel that is filled with promises. Uh, We're going to see that uh, if I get to it, I mean, there are like 3000 promises in the gospel for us. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine how many people leave here without accessing all the promises that God has for them? It says, for indeed the gospel was preached to us, but it did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. How many know cakes, cake, a cake is no good without eggs? Yeah. Lemonade is no good without sugar. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I enjoy lemonade, but I like mine with some sugar. Yeah, I, I like mine with some sugar and ice. I like it cold. Sushi is no good without soy sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And can I tell you, a promise is no good without faith. Yeah, without faith. I mean, it, it is God's word mixed with faith that brings God's promises alive in your life. And if you if you've got a promise, understand, it's, it's, it's going you're going to need faith. You're going to need it. You're, you're going to need it. Spurgeon calls this profitable mixture. Profitable mixture. The word mixed with faith. It's a profitable mixture. Well, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which means that we have to be careful what we hear. Because some of the things that we hear attack our faith. You turn on the news, it'll attack your faith. <laughs> yeah, it attack your faith. Yeah, read the wrong article and it will attack your faith. And be engaged in the wrong conversation can attack your faith. Yeah, so he says, he says, word, he says, the word of God and faith mix is a profitable mixture. So God is waiting and watching for this mixture of word and faith to spring up. I mean, everywhere God, er everywhere word and faith show up. We can expect the promises of God to be released. Well, let's put some word on that. Yeah, look at what Jeremiah 1 and 2 says, 1 and 12. Actually, he says, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. In other words, I'm watching to see somebody with faith So that they can, so that my promise can be unveiled to them. So that my promise can be unwrapped. (laughs) Yeah, the message says, that's right. The Lord replied, and I always rise early to keep a promise. So think about that. Every morning, God rises to keep a promise. Whatever he's promised, whatever he's promised for that day for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for that day for you. Yeah, that's interesting, for that day for you. That means that God has got promises set aside for each day. 365 days a year, God's got a promise waiting to be unpacked in your life. Yeah, that, that, that's the reason why. Uh, we shouldn't worry uh, about some things happening in our life because if it doesn't happen today maybe that promise wasn't for that day maybe whatever you're expecting is going to show up on the 12th day and God is waiting on faith to meet him that morning for that promise to be unveiled I mean, that'll really cause somebody to shout because I, 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 I know that we are close to the end of the year. That means that whatever he has not come through with already this year uh, is coming. I hear you. Yeah, it's coming. It's just waiting on our faith uh, to meet that day's promise. <laughs> uh, verse 3, verse 3, verse 3 tells us, oh, no, just about done. Verse 3 tells us, uh, for we who have believed do enter that rest or for we who have faith enter that rest can I suggest to you that faith ushers us into a rest a believing God for whatever he's spoken over our life which means that hmm, Yeah. So through faith, we can rest in the promises of God. So think about this. Uh, I I thought about uh, God had made the disciples. God had made the disciples a promise. He says, get in the boat and go to the other side. Go. Implies that you're going to get there. implies that God is making them a promise that if they get in the boat and go, that they're going to get there. But in the process of them getting there, a storm came. Uh, And Jesus shows them, he illustrates to them how they are to rest. How they are to handle what he has already spoken over their life. Because the Bible tells us that when the storm came, Jesus was asleep. He said he was asleep on a cushion. He was in deep sleep in the midst of a storm, illustrating to them how they should handle this situation that they should rest in the storm because I've already made you a promise that you're gonna get there. So no matter what comes in between, believe my promise, have faith. And when he wakes up, he steals the storm. And then he tells them, oh ye of little faith. I thought it ironic that he didn't say no faith, but he says little faith. He says your faith wasn't big enough To bring you to that promise that I have spoken over you that you had to wake me and trouble me. So it it could be that we have faith, but it could be small. And God wants to enlarge our faith to get to that promise that he's destined for our life. So what God is really encouraging us is to increase our faith to test him to try him to believe him that whatever he's promised over your life yes, that it is so that 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 his word won't return to him void that his word is yea and in him amen believe him no matter what you're experiencing right now yes oh, sir i had to grab that word for myself uh yeah that no matter what i'm experiencing right now i just got to believe god because he's made me a promise Uh, And somewhere down the line, if I continue to have faith, if I continue to do what I'm doing uh, and believe him and trust him, one morning I'm going to wake up and the promise is going to be fulfilled. Uh, (laughs) Oh, one morning. Yeah, one morning. My God. But I got to. Well, never never mind. I ain't going there. So, So the word rest, the word rest. And again, I'm just about finished. In the text is the Greek word, which means calming of the wind. It, it, it literally means peace. So when we have faith, understand we can have peace despite the doctor's report. Yes. I, I mean, when we have faith, we can have peace despite the unexpected bill. Uh, 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 despite that we can have peace despite uh, the unruly child I mean this rest is having the knowledge and assurance that God is always in control and that nothing can and will happen without his consent nothing happens in our life without God's consent imagine that imagine whatever you're going through right now God had to permit it, mm-hmm. and He didn't permit it to destroy you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, He 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 permitted Job to be tested. I mean, Satan had to ask permission. Yes. Uh, can I touch this? Can I, you know, can I touch that? You know, there were limitations. The Bible said that God had a hedge around Him. A hedge. Yeah, imagine that. God has a hedge around all of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's something to shout about. he got a hedge around us. A hedge of protection. And the enemy has to ask permission. Yeah. Well, anytime God permits, it's for our good. Somewhere down the line. I know it's difficult now. I know it's painful now. But God wants us to trust him <laughs> yeah, when we can't trace him. Yeah. Uh, he wants us to trust him when the situations look dog, when when it looked like we can't come out, when it looked like uh, all, all hell is breaking loose. He says, I want you to trust me, have faith in me. Yeah, because that type of faith is profitable. Yeah, it's profitable. Yeah, because it's gonna change your life. Yeah, so the Bible is full of promises, as I said. It, it is said that we have 30,000 well, 30, 30, promises in the Bible. I mean, so no matter how many promises there are, understand that only faith can access them. Mm-hmm. Only faith. Only faith. Which means I can say a lot of stuff. Which means I can shout, I, I can shout. I can scream. You know, I can dance, run, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's going to be faith that's going to unlock the, the promise. It's going to be faith. I mean, he gives us, I, I, I mean, just some of them. I mean, God, God gives us a promise of deliverance. He says this in Matthew 34 and 7. He says the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Well, it's one thing to say that scripture, but it's another one to have faith to believe it. Yes. So we, got, we, we hear the word, but we got to mix that same word with faith, knowing that God is going to deliver us out of whatever we're dealing with. Yes. I mean, He gives us a promise that he's going to take care of our children. I mean, Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way that, that he should go, even when he is old, he or she Uh, is, old, he will not depart from it. I mean, that looks kind of difficult when your child's, you know, a wayward child. You know, when they're disobedient and won't won't listen to you. But God has made a promise. He's made that promise, and he just needs some faith to go along with it. Uh, That somewhere down the line, that situation is going to turn. That child is going to get saved. I mean, it's a promise that God has made. He will save you and your household. He, I mean, he promised, he gave us a promise of finances, Philippians 4, 19, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. One thing to say it, but it's another one to believe it, put faith on it. I mean, Malachi 3 and 10 tells us to bring your tithes to the storehouse so there may be food in my house. I, I mean, those are things that, and, and, and I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. One thing to say it, but it's another one to believe it yes, yes. by faith. I mean, even guidance. He promised that he would guide us, give us guidance when we can't see our way out, when we don't know, when we come to a crossroad and we don't know which way to turn, what decision to make. He promised in his word that he would guide us. Genesis 28 and 15, he says, behold, I'm with you and I will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land I, 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 for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Oh, my God. So God said, he, I'll be right there to guide you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In other words, I, I don't want you to err. I don't want you to make mistakes. I'm going to be right there to guide you. But you got to trust me in the midst of it. You got to believe me huh, that I'm going to lead you right. It might look wrong. But he told Israel that they refused to stay on his path. Yeah, sometimes God's path, yeah, doesn't look like the path that we would take. Uh, But when we allow him to guide us, understand he, he will lead us in the right direction. And then Jeremiah talked about our health. You know, he promised us health in Jeremiah 30 and 17. For I will restore you to health and I will heal you of your wounds, declares the Lord. Ah, uh, so whatever we're dealing with, he's promised healing. Healing, healing is the children's bread. Yeah. Uh, so he's promised that and spoken that over our lives. So these are just a few of the promises, but but I want faith that profits. Yes. Amen. Uh, anybody want faith that faith that profits? Yeah. That profits. Uh, I, I mean, and then kind of he, he concludes in verse three by telling us something significant. And and you know, when I read this, it, it it's it's really hard to uh, to, to conceive, to conceive, but it's God's word. I mean, he says, for we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And this is what really, re- really got me here. Uh, this last call, it says, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The message translation said God made this vow even though he f- he finished his part before the foundation of the world. Think about that. God was telling them the promised land was already prepared for them before the foundation of the world. He says it was there, ready for your taking which means that God knows every course of action of our life. I mean, that's mind blowing that he knows every individual's course. He set it out. He's planned. Told Jeremiah, I, I, I knew you from the foundation of the world. And he said, I, I knew you. So, so before the foundation of where he set all of our course, every promise has already been set aside. Can you I mean, think about that. I I, I mean, I know as parents, we plan for Christmas and, you know, we don't plan like that. You know, we don't plan five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ahead buying gifts. But God, knowing all of us set that stuff aside for us before the foundation of the world. That's why he was so upset with them. I set this aside, which kind of brings me to... I'm about finished. So so look, although God's works were finished from the foundation of the world, how we respond to God makes a difference. So though he set it up, how we respond determines whether we get what he set up. So... Can our choices change God's outcome? So God, so so if God has promised all these things for us, all these blessings, all these promises, our choices have to be right. We have to have faith to access them. So it it was never God's intent for Israel to stay in the wilderness. They would have passed through. They would have passed through on what he had already set up, but their choice stopped them. Has your choice ever stopped God? Yes, yes. Go ahead. Has your choice ever stopped God? It shows the criticality of us having faith. That God is just not gonna shove us into a promise. They're just just not going to happen regardless. There has to be a response of faith from us as believers. That's why faith is so critical for us as believers. So so God needs our faith to accomplish. I'm finished. God needs our faith to accomplish what he desires for our life. Every promise, everything that you believe that God has for you, it's going to take some faith. That means that when your back is up against the wall, you still got to have faith. That means that when you can't see your way, you still got to have faith. (sighs) Because ultimately it is going to be our faith that brings us into every promise, everything that you've gotten from God, from God, from God. I ain't say everything that we've gone out and gotten Hmm. because we, 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 well, let me, let me, let me go to myself. I have, I have had a tendency to manufacture some things. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) You know, we get over in there and, you know, and then, you know, we want God to get us out of it, you know, because, you know, we wanted it ahead of time or whatever. Uh, Okay. All right. I got some witnesses in here. Uh, So, so, so we want faith that profits. And that's what the writer is encouraging us tonight. And that's what I want to encourage you, is that you want faith that profits. That now is not the time to give up on God, but it's to exercise our faith. And I may close this talking about releasing faith or or faith that is alive, because that's what God is looking for. The Bible declares that God is looking over the earth, that he's going to come back and he's looking for somebody with faith. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? He said, I, I'm coming back looking for faith. I'm not coming back looking for degrees. I'm not coming back looking for big houses. I'm not uh, coming back looking for somebody with a fat bank account. No, uh, he says, I'm coming back looking for somebody with faith. With faith. Will we have faith when he comes? Hmm. Will we have faith? To have it, that means we got to continue to work it. We got to continue to cultivate that faith, which means sometimes we got to stretch out on some things. We got to believe God in spite of, yeah, because that's when God can do some awesome work. He blows our mind when we when we step out, when we believe Him beyond circumstances. I mean, imagine Noah. You yeah, know, Noah had never seen any rain, but he had to have faith to build that that boat. He had to have faith. He had to have faith day in and day out. He had to believe God. He come out looking, oh well, don't see no rain. Never, they had never seen rain. The dew watered the ground. Never seen rain, but he. He had to believe God. He had to trust him. He had to have faith. And the Bible said that he had faith for the saving of his household. He built that ark and he eventually reigned and it saved his household all because he exercised faith. Yeah. What could change if we exercise faith? What could change in our life? What could change in our our health? What could change in our finances? What could change in our family? If we exercise faith. Faith. Anybody ready to exercise some faith? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I pray that you got something out of this word tonight. Amen.